forbidden and banned the bane of bureaucrats, exposing mainstream media's weapons of mass distraction. Flying under the radar and dropping truth bombs on tyranny. It's Liberty Now. Hello and welcome to another episode of Liberty Now. This is the podcast for discerning minds and common sense. We'll look beyond the headlines and false narratives of the dying corrupt legacy media because we can seek the truth and we can think for ourselves. Thank you very much. Please be sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app. Just hit that button and don't worry about taking notes while you listen. I'll keep all the files, links, and show notes at libertynow.com. This week, I'd like to open with a greeting to all of my listeners around the world. Thanks so much for everybody tuning in. It's kind of wild to see people tuning in from so far away. Although I am in New Zealand, so everything's pretty much far away from here. But I wanted to take a minute to give a shout out to the listeners in the top nine ranked countries. So number one is Japan. How about that? So I'd like to say, Ohio gozaimasu. And then number two, my home country, Sup, America. Number three, New Zealand. Kia ora, how are you going? Number four is Costa Rica. Pura vida. Number five in the UK. You all right, mate? You sweet? Number six in Morocco. Wa alaikum salam. I hope I said that right. And number seven, Philippines. Kumusta. And number eight in Ukraine. Previt. And in number nine, our neighbors to the north of America, Canada. How's it going, eh? And if you're not happy with any of those pronunciations, I am happy to stand corrected. You can always get a hold of me at john at libertynow.com. Feel free to send me any questions or ideas for future podcast episodes as well. So this week, I was a guest on an Informed Life radio. It's a show that's broadcast in my home state of Washington State. Uh, they also podcast all over the world. The host, Bernadette Pager, is actually now living in Tennessee. So, And uh, we're also on the interview with Dr. X Figueroa, who's living in Idaho. So we're coming at you from all over the world. In this episode, they wanted to interview me uh, about the state of medical freedom in New Zealand, uh, which we've talked about here before. And if you are here or you follow the news here, you'll know that we had some of the strictest and most draconian lockdown policies of any government. Many people, including yours truly, who refused the jab, found themselves unemployed, fired by employers who were too afraid to take a stand against the mandates. However, when the New Zealand government implemented these mandates, there was a massive public pushback, including a convoy to Parliament in Wellington. It was attended by tens of thousands of peaceful protesters, now, while the mainstream media and MPs such as uh, good old Michael Wood labeled them a river of filth, it was a remarkable display of unity and peaceful resolve by those who chose to stand up for human rights. If you'd like to get the full true story, I highly recommend that you watch a documentary called River of Freedom. You can see the trailer at riveroffreedom.nz or riveroffreedom.nz. It's a must-see documentary. For all New Zealanders, there's no excuse for not watching it. I think it's showing in most major cities all over the country. But if you go to their website, you can see where it is playing in theaters right now. And you can also contact them to see if you can get it 
brought to your local theater. So as I mentioned, I was a guest on the show. They wanted to talk about the state of medical freedom in New Zealand. Uh, for the remainder of the episode, they talk about excess mortality in Washington state. I'm just going to air the section where I was the guest uh, on there. But if you'd like to watch the whole episode, you can catch that on Rumble or an Informed Life radio. But before getting into that, something that came up in the conversation I wanted to mention, and I'm going to keep this in the show notes uh, at libertynow.com. Something that came to my attention recently was uh, a leaked video that came from Google called The Selfish Ledger. And it talks about ephemeral content. I guess this is a recent phenomenon, but as mainstream media and social networks become more consolidated and governments exert more influence over them, we really need to be more proactive in examining our sources of news and information. So I'll uh, post a link and uh, the copy of the video, The Selfish Ledger, so you can see it for yourself. But also, Dr. Robert Epstein has done a deep dive into this information. And you can find out more at mygooglesearch.com. And he talks about how they manipulate information to influence everything, not just from purchasing decisions, but all the way up to and including uh, election meddling. So I would also recommend that you go check that out. Anyway, it's all in the show notes at libertynow.com. And uh, I'll get out of the way so you can listen to the episode on Informed Life Radio. Have a good one. Welcome to the revolution. Welcome to an informed life radio on 1150 AM KKNW and streaming to CHDTV. I'm your host, Bernadette Pager. So glad to be here today. Let's bring on right away Dr. Javier Figueroa, my co host, who's joining me for this awesome two hours of talk. How you doing? Bernadette. I'm doing great. Good. Have a good week. Oh, it's it was a week. And yeah. Forward to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. I guess as long as you're still eager for the future to come, uh, it, it it you know buckle up your seatbelt. There's a lot of craziness, but um, oh, yeah. I'm encouraged. I, let's say uh, from the top here that the views expressed on this show are not necessarily those of KKNW or CHDTV. We are not giving medical advice or legal advice. We're just bringing you some good conversations and civil conversation for you to take and explore um, so we can uh, help you live a more informed life. Um, we've got two great hours here, Javier. I, I'm really excited. We're going to be bringing uh, John Bird from New Zealand on in the first hour. And in the second hour, we're going to be looking at what they discussed yesterday in the Washington State Department of Health Vaccine Advisory Committee meeting. Um, really some interesting things I'm looking forward to telling you that went on. I've got some slides to show, and especially uh, looking forward to talking about excess deaths in Washington State and, and what their reasoning, what they thought it was, and the elephant in the room they ignored. But we'll get to that in the second hour. <laughs> so... Um, Let's go ahead and just bring on John Bird Bird from New Zealand. You know, John, I don't even have a bio in front of me. Shame on me about oh, that. <laughs> you're, uh, 
but that's all he's, right. He's a troublemaker down in New Zealand. <laughs> um, and, Do my best. You know, <laughs> it, you know, we talked to you maybe a year or two ago. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And you've got a website, Liberty Now, which we'll be showing here in a bit. So, you know, we met because of all the COVID stuff. I believe you and Javier knew each other Correct. prior. Yep. Yeah. 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 Back in uh, the um, blue city of Seattle that we both uh, got the heck out of. <laughs> so, John, why don't you give us a the listeners a little bit of a background about you and then sure. how you came to be this Liberty Now troublemaker guy? <laughs> well, um, I've, I've always been about, um, you know, trying to help and empower people since uh, I got into the fitness industry about 20 years ago. I was a personal trainer. I had opened up my own personal training studio in Seattle and uh, did that for about 10 years before moving to New Zealand. And um, I was always, you know, tuned in to keep up for, um, you know, health and nutrition information. And, uh, you know, even prior to COVID, I started to question a little bit uh, about, you know, how effective and, and useful the vaccines were. Having gotten my own, you know, flu shot, like every good sheep out there, I, just, I would. Um, and then I remember, you know, one year when I, I got the shot and it just, I got the flu anyway. I was like, well, that didn't really do me much good. And um, so my journey sort of started from there. And then of course, um, I, I started questioning a lot of things, um, you know, government responses prior to COVID as well. Um, just started doing a lot of reading. I don't know if any of you have read um, the writings of Thomas Malthus, but that really took me down the rabbit hole. And, how, do you, uh, how do you spell Malthus for listeners? M-A-L-T-H-U-S. Malthus, okay. Malthus. And uh, he was, um, he, what, what was he, Javier? He was, was an, he an English, attorney or uh, he was an English um oh gosh um not not pastor but uh in the Anglican church yeah anyway he he his writings from the uh, late 1700s were or maybe early 1800s he he wrote about the the finite space on the earth and the um, growing multitude of people and the concern about um, global population and um proposing ideas like, you know, what maybe we could do about it. And of course, uh, globalists have run with his ideas and, mm. you know, we face a lot of the, um, a lot of the, the policies now we're seeing from the globalists. Anyway, that's, that's what got me going down the rabbit hole. And uh, I decided to get a podcast going to, to start sharing the information that I've been reading about and mm -hmm. uh, different authors and, and books and uh, learning a lot as I go. So I started Liberty Now. Um, I actually had uh, gotten onto a local radio station here for about a, the first year um, on Plains FM. It's like a public access radio. And um, I started getting a little bit too close to the truth, I think. And uh, they just booted me off yeah. the air. So I'm now a, an independent podcaster. Wow. Yeah, well, good for you. Good for you. Um, just keeping at it and keeping the truth out there. Do you? I think you're a lot like uh, a lot of us in the movement. Since when COVID came, we were already skeptical. We were already right. not trusting. We knew where some of the fraud was and the corruption and the you know, um, just so many things. And I think that really helped us 
it wasn't such a shock. I, I still right. kind of, there's still so many people that their whole world got turned upside down. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and it may have been the same for you, that the world we were trying to show everybody split wide open and made, became visible because it got so big, you couldn't hide it anymore. Right. Um, yeah, so so I, I consider that to be an advantage. And when I call you a troublemaker, it's with much love and appreciation, you know, because uh, I'm a yeah, troublemaker I'm a, too. <laughs> I wear it proudly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, if you're not in trouble, if you haven't had any deleted, if you haven't had something deplatformed, you're not doing it right. You know, well, you're just following the narrative. Yes. Yeah. 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 YouTube we, just we, took down a video. Yeah. YouTube just took down a video of Informed Choice Washington that has been up since I think 2017. Really? <laughs> mm hmm. Wow. Yeah. And you are so, I, you know, I have to give you credit for being so objective and measured. Um, and wow, they, they must be really getting desperate. Yeah, it was from a, uh, conference we did healthy immunity now conference. Um, I believe the year was 2017. It was pre COVID and it was a presentation on HPV. And I believe I haven't gone and look at it. It was probably Mary Holland of children's health defense who wrote the book, um, HPV vaccines on trial. She was likely presenting the data, (laughs) Uh, you know, and Merck is on trial now, huge outside of the vaccine adverse event reporting or the injury compensation program. They made it, all these cases made it through the system. And after you get through the system, then you can go after the manufacturer in limited cases. Right. In the case of fraud, you can go after them. And that's what they're doing. Fraud and malfeasance because they lied during the clinical trial. Yeah. So it's interesting right. that that's the one, the HPV presentation that couldn't be more factual presented by an attorney is the one they took down. Maybe uh, Dr. Fauci got a look at it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, well, we can't have that. Well, what what's happening now um, is all of the social media platforms that have a um, any sort of a reach, they are setting their community guidelines that if you do not follow CDC guidelines, you're gone. Yeah, They're not going right. to argue whether anything's truth or not. You just have to follow the guidelines. And so they're right. scouring anything that doesn't fit current CDC guidelines. It seems as though they're lowering the bar to the threshold is getting lower and lower from, you know, as far as uh, platform reach, you know, the um, one of the first big ones that was uh, deplatformed, you know, Alex Jones, of course, uh, Infowars, and then, uh, you know, Tucker Carlson, off the air um and um oh they even managed to oust um project veritas um james o'keefe yeah james o'keefe yeah omg network yeah yeah interesting times and now russell brand is is uh (laughs) fire brand (laughs) he's he's under fire yep they'll throw anybody under the bus they don't care oh yeah you know, but the more they do that, the more people wake up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think what's going to happen, some of the most amazing people that I so respect have had the courage, like last week, Javier, we we had on um, Naomi Wolf. And she's, she's had great. the courage to stand up and say where she, she w- was wrong about something, 
you know, in this whole craziness that's going on. And I so admire people who are willing to do that in a very public way. I mean, you take the slings and arrows, it completely changed her life to to enter this and stand up and speak truth and not give in to fear. But bless her heart, she did. And my good friend James Lyons Weiler did that years ago, you know, and we've got all the big doctors, Peter McCullough, Paul Merrick, Pierre Corey, I'm sure I'm missing a lot. They've all stood up and said, this is what I believed before, but I have changed my mind. I want to make yeah. that cool. I want to make it like, hey, let me tell you what I used to believe, right? So that people, so that they get over the fear and they just, it's like, have that wonderful coming out, as it were, moment. Yeah, right? yeah really, right? <laughs> I come out as an anti-vaxxer. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, and you mentioned something, you you listed off all those doctors and, you know, I've, I've done my share of, of uh, standing, you know, protests and we did like a, started a yellow signs thing here, which we can get into about as far as taking actions and waking the public up. But um, I just remember, you know, standing out there, you know, patiently as cars are driving by, holding these signs up there, just trying to wake people up. And, you know, a lot of them would be like, um, hey, this is great. And, uh, you know, in support and others would be, you know, giving us the finger and you know, I think telling us we're number one. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, I, I would hear these comments like, are you a doctor? Are you a doctor? And I'm like, no, are you? And, and it's like, no, that's why I go to a doctor for advice. I listen to doctors. Yes. I listen to the intelligent doctors who know what they're talking about. I wouldn't have these opinions that I do that make me skeptical of the vaccines without doctors. It's it's their very studies that I actually read and the, their writings, their books and everything, uh, including Dr. X right here, yeah. who uh, who know what they're talking about. So, yeah. yeah, no, I'm not a doctor. That's no. that's why I, I listen to doctors <laughs> who tell the truth. Yeah. And, and John, one of the things I love to say is I, I do refer to doctors, but I don't right. defer to them. Right. So, right. So I have well to said. trust. Yeah. Because otherwise, you know, you can't hand over your bodily integrity and your medical choices to some other person. You have to do your homework, find people that you trust, and then you have to kind of sit quietly with your own instincts and decide what's right for you and your family. You right. Go. They are your consultant, not yeah. your dictator. Yeah. They're your partner. If you go into somebody's office and they're not willing to work with you, a partner, if they've got that God halo on saying, right. you know, it's my way or the high highway. I'll never forget years ago when my pop was in the hospital, the heart surgeon who was just the most egotistical son of a gun you could ever meet. And my mother, she was so bold. I just so loved her or still love her. Um, she's one of the angels up there now um, helping us out. But he walked in the room and, and she said, oh, God has arrived. And he didn't, he didn't know if, what to make of it because the way she said it, you couldn't tell. Is it an insult? Was it a oh, compliment great. that he was on his toes God after bless that? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, yeah. So I'm sorry, I squirreled there, but um, yeah, trying yeah. to wake people up is, is been uh, very challenging. And um, there's just some people that cognitive dissonance is, is going to be a long time, but all I, all I say is we just keep putting the word out there. Those who are capable of hearing and seeing when the time is right, they will hear and see. Right, um, yeah. We cannot give up. We're starting to have so many victories. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it's amazing. It, it makes me like just kind of on edge. It's like, whoa, we're, yeah. 
what what's the next big thing that's going to happen if well from the, from the powers well, that be if, if we're having all these victories so john you you live in one of probably the the one of one of the most locked down uh top-down countries in the commonwealth yeah um yeah and that's Under that's saying a lot so what's been happening for the, in, the, in the past year yeah jabsinda left for greener pastures yeah then, yeah what happened so I, I made a couple notes um just digging around I, I pulled up some links too which I'll, I'll post up for you guys but uh the the official curated status now as of 12 october 2023 um, most COVID 19 restrictions have been lifted in new zealand um, however travelers airing into arriving into auckland and queenstown airport still need to complete paper passenger arrival card, um, COVID-19 vaccination testing requirements for all travelers arriving in the country, including air crew, are no longer required hmm. for the moment. However, all travelers are strongly encouraged to remain up to date with their vaccinations before traveling to New Zealand. Um, crew do not need pre-departure tests or proof of COVID-19 vaccination to enter New Zealand but check uh, with your airline and cruise provider to see if they still require proof of vaccination. I will not be providing that. I'm actually uh, headed to the uh, back to the good old USA myself over uh, Christmas break. So I will look forward to seeing you, Dr. X. I don't know if I'll get as far as Tennessee, Bernadette. But, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah, anyway, so um, I, I think here uh, people have relaxed quite a bit. Um, but those of us in the, the freedom community, I call it, uh, a lot of us call it here, they, we're, we're still not, um, resting on our laurels. We, okay. we think, you know, despite all the victories, I, I think it's sort of a two pronged approach. We, we still need to work with, um, you know, the conventional society under the social contract and participate in our electoral process. Yep. and vote, um, you know, as, as free individuals um, to the best of our ability. But we've seen, you know, with election meddling, um, you know, that we don't always get the result that we want. Um, so at the same time, we need to, I think, work on um, community independence and, and resilient communities um, with a parallel or zero economy. Because um, I just, I I don't think with the way that uh, the dollar is going right now that it's going to um, survive too much longer. It, it can't um, uh, with the uh, inflation and the pressure that it's, it's going under right now. The, and the U.S. is just so far in debt. So um, I think COVID, this, this whole pandemic has been a partial um, response to a lot of those bigger pressures and and not necessarily the ultimate cause right yeah yeah what is the government structure like in new zealand you know here we've got the federal government but then you got the states and then you got the counties and and right. there's a bit of a structure and sometimes you do have a little bit of protection we supposedly have a federal constitution and we supposedly had each state has their own constitution that's protected right. and it's starting to kick in and work. It was a, used and abused forever, but during COVID, but now it's starting to um, be respected here and there. Do you have anything similar where the, the citizens have a power structure in their community level or how does it work? Well, it's, 
Uh, and, you know, I'll, I'll ask forgiveness from my um, fellow New Zealand, from my Kiwis uh, here, still learning about how the parliament works here, but we have multiple parties here. So it's a, it's a parliamentary system and it's technically under the crown. Um, so the, the queen or the, now the king, I guess, uh, exerts control um, of their subjects uh, remotely from, from England. Um, that said, you know, we do have like um, voting. In fact, we just voted. I, I just uh, voted for my favorite party, um, the New Zealand Loyal. I'll just go ahead and say that on air. They're, um, <laughs> a, uh, a former news anchor here, Liz Gunn, is a, a fantastic speaker. And I think she's really tuned in and turned on. She knows what's going on. And she's all about um, freedom and rights. And um, she, if look her up um, online, I, I highly recommend it. She's um, very supportive of uh, medical freedom, the right to choose, and um, wants nothing to do with all these draconian government restrictions that we've seen. And yeah, as you said, Javier, we did have some of the worst. Um, I became uh, unemployed as a result of refusing to take the job. Um, so I'm now working in, um, in another industry, working in construction rather than the fitness industry for the time being. Mm. But um, yeah, the parliamentary system. So we do, we can vote um, and we have multiple parties. Uh, the two major parties would be labor and um, national. It's funny, the, the colors are reversed. So national is blue and labor is red. But that if you go by the colors, the, um, or by the um, Democrats versus the Republicans, which are our two major parties in the U.S., um, labor would be like the Democrats, okay. which was uh, okay. what we were have been under for what at least the last five years with Jab Sinda, mm. um, and then um, National would be like the Republicans. But um, l much like in the United States, I think um, there are a lot of uh, rhinos, or what would they be? Um, um, Ninos and name only. Nationals and name only. Yeah. There, there are those that are willing to talk to the people, though, and I think very sympathetic. Um, a former prime, a former um, PM, yeah, uh, Winston Peters, um, and and we know that he's good because he's getting attacked in the media now. So, <laughs> it's a good sign that he's more on the side of the people. Mm. But uh, we do have some other minor parties that um the, the the trick is though to try to just get into parliament though just to have a voice at all i think they need like at least five percent um but mm -hmm. if if you can squeak in there with you know one of the the minor parties um they can still have exert some influence um, mm -hmm. in parliament there but um that's that's about the extent of of my uh knowledge okay. of, of how it works yeah is there something similar to the constitution in New Zealand or, or no? Uh, we have, what is it? A, uh, like a, a bill of rights, I think, but we, no, we don't officially have a constitution. Mm -hmm. um, interesting. Uh, or is that Canada? Yeah, I think that's Canada, but interestingly we, the, so the, the indigenous, I hate using that word cause it's sort of like PC, but like the, the, uh, the Maori, who were among the first people here, there, there's evidence that they weren't the very, very first, but um, they were the, the native people here um, when 
the uh, first English settlers arrived. They are actually the owners, uh, the landowners here. And it's it's really interesting. So the the the, the system, that, the Western system that we're under right now is sort of color of law. So there was a, a treaty of Waitangi between the original uh, settlers or the crown and um, the the king at the time uh, for, of the Maori king here. And um, the, it was sort of assumed by the Westerners that they would just sort of ride roughshod over them and they would exert government control over the, the whole land. But they never really, they didn't surrender their rights at all. They, they um, stated that they were a sovereign people and anybody that would wanted to come and live here in peace with them could do so. And um, so I don't know if you've heard anything about uh, Renner Fulmick has um, oh, been yeah. wanting to, yeah, he, he wants to uh, find a, like a, an international court of law where they can um, have like a Nuremberg 2.0. And he um, finally mm -hmm. talked to some people here in New Zealand. And it turns out that um, under the Maori system um, and the Treaty of Waitangi, or something related to that, that they could actually hold a tribunal here. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. And they, they actually have a case, um, but I, I don't have the latest. Um, okay. I'm, I'm not sure exactly where they're at with that, mm -hmm. but I, I posted some links. Uh, Reiner Fulmick has a website um, looking it up here. Um, if you go to, truthcomestolight.com that's a okay. starting point mm -hmm. and um it's it's a case uh the people of new zealand versus the perpetrators of the pandemic wow yeah that it's exciting it, it's really yeah it's interesting I, and I, yeah um, and through the uh, various freedom groups um i've been to some meetings with uh folks that have actually talked to renner Fulman. common law Community training manual. Nice. I see nice. Javier's holding up that book. Um, so that, yeah. Is that excellent. a book that, who, where, who, is that a book that you wrote, John, or why? No, no, I, oh. I wish. No, <laughs> um, but there, there is a thing called common law. And I am just still on the edges of, oh. of understanding it. But are you familiar with that? Bernadette? No, but I, I, I saw it, it just flipped around to a wonderful quote and it turned out to be from Catherine Austin Fitz, you know, <laughs> oh. a wonderful. Okay. When it's, yeah, yeah. I just, it surprised me. I apologize. But look great at all these great people that I love this. Who created this website? Do we know? Uh, it might be Reiner Fulmick. I'm not sure. Oh, that is so cool. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll watch for it, but you, you go on and then, um, I'd like to, um, highlight that. So truthcomestolight.com. Well, this is awesome. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, so another angle that people have been pursuing is uh, trying to um, dissociate themselves from the uh, maritime law that apparently we live under. And and there's, there's a difference between the law of the land and maritime law and the original British who came over here exerted, uh, if, if I'm saying this correctly, maritime law, which is... Um, you know, their, their rules, which are different from the people of the land, 
Mm -hmm. And um, the the idea of, you know, uh, natural law is that uh, you are a, a free, sovereign individual with God-given rights that nobody can um, exert any control over. Amen. And so you have the right to, you know, to uh, live your life freely uh, without anybody, without government restrictions or even, you know, paying taxes or, or any of that. You have the right to, you know, uh, obtain food as you need, um, as long as you're not, you know, riding roughshod over other people's laws. Who's this? Kevin Annette. Kevin Annette, is, is he the author of the uh, common law book? No, but he has also been pursuing very similar. So I think you might have interviewed him several years ago, uh, uh, Bernadette. He was a former Roman Catholic priest who uh, had um, um, who left the church because of what he'd seen uh, in Canada. Wow. And he started this, this whole uh, process of common law. And like you said, John, admiralty law or the law of the sea is right is what is being over over overimposed over common law and constitution is under the common law mm, so right rules of the sea versus rules of the land and right now admiralty courts are the uh are the overseeing authority in terms of legal statutes versus common law statutes in the united states right and if you look around on youtube you'll see some really interesting videos of um like a lot of of uh Police are not informed, or if they are, they they don't talk about it. But they, um, if if you exempt yourself, if if you opt out of the quote system, then and you are truly a free, sovereign individual, then um, you don't have to pay taxes. You don't have to, uh, you know, register your vehicle. Uh, you know, you're you're exempt from the census. All all these things that we've um we've we've just agreed to um unknowingly um and it goes right back to even your birth certificate i think your birth certificate is you're you're registered under uh the crown or or something um as a like a subject and and you can opt out of that if you know exactly what you're doing and in fact i've seen it in practice i i saw um, you know, you have to have like a registration plate on your uh, car as well, your trailer as well as your car. And uh, I, I got a photo of it. I've got to find it somewhere. But it, it said um, it had no registration on it. It just said private. So it was an unregistered. But there, I'm like, oh, that guy is under common law. He, he doesn't have to register, pay taxes or any of that. Um, so with that, though, of course, you, you have to be you supply your own, um, you know, independent services. So you basically, you're going to, I think you can still like go into stores and buy things. Um, but you know, uh, honestly, you're, you don't have the, the, um, you may not have the full access to other things or you have to be very careful how you participate in society. If, if you're going to yeah. go down that road. Now, wh where do you see, I mean, when I look at the big picture, if people were ethical and honest, we would come together as a society and agree to pay taxes, to build roads and bridges, something you can't afford to do on your own, the things that governments well, you, are for. Yeah. Because if everybody opted out, we would just have chaos. But then again, it it's like it should still be voluntary, not forced. But mm -hmm. if it's voluntary, 
a lot of people would never do it. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know right. what the answer is. Well, you know? yeah. I mean, yeah, we could go into these huge grand questions of, you know, what's better socialism or capitalism or, you know, um, I think in general, people can and will cooperate very well together. And if you'd like to see a microcosm of that, man, the people here in New Zealand were amazing. So when they had the um, initial mandates uh, and the lockdown before, I think it was uh, just after the lockdowns, but they were mandating vaccines. And uh, there were there were thousands of people out of work or about to be out of work, including police and fire and teachers, healthcare workers. And um, there was a massive protest that you probably never heard about. No, up up in Wellington, and there were there was a convoy, tens of thousands of people from the very southern tip of the South Island to the northern tip of the North Island, all converged down into Wellington in the capital on the beehive, they call it, um, in parliament. And it was an amazing display of cooperation and peaceful protest. And I mean, it just organically occurred. So there, there was no, I mean, they just had like a Facebook page and say, Hey, we're, we're all, we all have a common thing. I mean, you had everybody there from, you know, Catholic priests to Harry Krishna's to yoga teachers, you know, but they were all there for a common cause. And they said, listen, you, you can't, we, we have bodily autonomy. You can't force these vaccines on us. We have the right to choose. And they just, all they wanted was, you know, tell the government, hey, we elected you. You know, we are the people. You listen to us. We want these mandates. We want the vaccines gone. Mm -hmm. And uh, they had a, a massive police presence there. Um, and th but the, the people were still like, hey, we're doing this for you, police. Mm -hmm. And uh, in fact, during the protest, um, some of the uh, former police officers who were part of the protest found themselves on the other side of the barricades there. Um, they got together and got an attorney and they were able to actually get the mandates reversed for police. Nice. Which which makes it all the more disheartening or sad, I guess, for the for the Kiwis when the police attacked them and, oh. and ultimately ended the protest. Oh, no. But th this was uh, you would never know it looking at the media or listening to the government. In fact, mm -hmm. there was a famous quote by um, Michael Wood, I think one of the members of parliament there calling them a river of filth. <laughs> and and when you see the on the ground how the people actually were, they were all very peaceful, very loving, um, mm -hmm. encouraging to the police who were, you know, pushing back against them. And uh, they they were very well organized. I mean, they got together medical tents and food tents and food and, and supplies were coming in from all over the place. You've got to see it. There's there was a documentary that I would recommend everybody in the world watch it's called river of freedom, river of freedom and it was okay. produced by a local new zealander here and um, i met some of these people that actually went up to wellington for the protest the great folks um far from the river of filth that you you'll see you know how they were demonized in the media it was so biased and, and so one-sided um which is why we need to get the truth out there and, and yes. look at documentaries like this. If um, I'll put the link on my website, but it's uh, riveroffreedom.nz. <laughs> They've got me saying NZ here. 
Yeah. <laughs> I like NZ. Uh, NZ. Okay. Riverfreedom.nz. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a must see for and and if any New Zealanders are out there listening, and I'm gonna put this on my podcast too. You have no excuse not to go see it. It's currently playing in a lot of theaters. I just went and saw it myself yesterday with two of my kids. Um, it's it's a longish documentary, but well worth it. Um, it really well done. I, I love that. And it, this has happened all over the world where there have been right. amazing protests, massive, brilliant, peaceful protests yep. that were for anybody who they were afraid actually knew it happened or just totally disparaged and maligned and lies were told about it. But the rest of the world didn't even hear it happened. Yeah. Yeah. But you know yeah. what, and Javier, I, I, do you agree with me here? I mean, I'm so just way to go New Zealand and Germany and England, there's Canada with their massive trucker strike. And where the heck is the United States? We're supposed to be the cowboys. We're the home of the right. free, home of the brave. And can we get more than maybe a couple hundred people together? Maybe right. maybe a couple of thousand. But we've never been able to pull off on our side of the story um, on a lot of these issues. Any medical freedom issue, for some reason, um, we're just not getting her done. And it's just disheartening because we're supposed to be leading the way. But by gum, the Kiwis are doing it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would – I get – I wonder maybe a couple different reasons for that. One is I think the draconian lockdowns and restrictions weren't as brutal in most places in the U.S. as they were here mm. and Australia. Oh my gosh, they, they it was unbelievable. I don't know. You probably didn't see much footage of it, but um, you go to a lot of independent reporters and independent media, you'll see police like beating. Yeah. women down on the beach because they wanted to be out in the open air with their kids. Right. Look, so beating them with batons for not wearing a mask. I'm like, so you're trying to protect them from a virus by beating them with batons. What's yeah. I wonder what's the yeah. big danger. Yeah. So, so you're, you're thinking that they kind of weighed really carefully how much, um, Americans were willing to tolerate before they would and mass hit the street and they well, just right. and held the, back. The other factor that, that might have come into play is the fact that um, I think in places like New Zealand and Australia, we're a more, a little bit more homogenous society and community, mm. um, a smaller population and um, more, a little more like, like-minded mm. Whereas in the United States has been a, a real focal point for division. Yes. And um, I mean, it's like industrial scale, uh, MK ultra level psychological warfare going on. Uh, it's like the it's it's not just uh, LGB anymore. It's LGBTQPLMN. I don't know how many letters anymore. Um, you know, so, I mean, anybody that might have had a little bit of cohesiveness or, or community is being incrementally fractal, fractionalized and divided. Mm -hmm. um, and then you've got, you know, uh, not just your, your Republicans, but you get your rhinos and your, you know, um, Freedom Caucus. And, you know, it's just the division is endless. Yeah. And so it's, it makes, I think, harder to um, get a cohesive movement when you've got all this infighting, you know, among people yeah. that should be sticking together. Well, yeah. there's also the fear uh, what happened after January 6th, the lesson right. we learned 
was that there is no way you can actually come together peacefully and get your message across because it'll be completely and utterly uh, infiltrated and overturned. And the truckers in Canada, you know, they were smart. They stayed there and they set an example to the yeah. world about how to do it. So did the New Zealanders. In the mm -hmm. United States, after January 6th, there was no appetite. And again, in the United mm -hmm. States, we do have the Second Amendment. So right. the idea of, of there being a false flag operation that could be used to cancel out or reinforce those things, I these are conversations that have been, that have been had with many members in the medical freedom movement in my neck of the woods, mm -hmm. where they're just saying the risk is too great, work locally, and yeah. you know, work from within to get things straight. Yeah, I right. think you're right. Even, you know, when I was still living in Washington there, went down to one of the rallies outside the Capitol when they had the barbed wire oh, yeah. there. Um, and there were 50, 60 people at the most, most of us gray haired. There were some moms with babies in their strollers and everything and a couple of legislators. And in this small crowd, a couple of voices rose up charge the gate, charge the gate, you know, Yeah. go through the fence. Well, and you know, we're all older and wiser there. We're going, shut up. No, yeah. what no, nobody listened to them. No, you're not going to do that. We're peaceful. And in fact, I approached the, the Barbara thing because it's just a row behind the, there was oh, yeah. just this row of these 20 something volunteer soldiers, you know, that were standing there so sweet. And I just told them, I'm sorry that you're, you know, caught up in this, but thank you for doing your duty to, you know, Washington state. And I gave them a lecture on the COVID shots and, you know, they nice. had to stand there and listen to me because they, that's yeah. what they were for. but it was captive really, audience. That's great. Captive audience, really nice young people, but, um, and said there's treatments available if you get harmed by the shots. So, um, but it was really scary afterward yeah. when I home and I started really thinking about what they had attempted to make us do. Right. And that is the strategy. They they will implant in crowds people to try to get you riled up, you know, yeah. um, and Ray do something. It. Yeah, yeah, they want us to. Um, but, you know, what I have found is the other side of all of our issues. They're the ones that are doing the violence. They're the ones that are ugly. Right. You know, anybody opposed to my stance on vaccines or masks or any of that, if they oppose me, I just say, I'm just giving you information. I'm, I'll, I'll pray for you. You know, let's just have civil discourse. And then they give me that favored finger. Right. Um, right. or just say, I, they hope I die of polio. And right. then I just add more prayers to them and stay peaceful. Good but, on you. Good on you. Well, you know, that's what we have to do because they would like nothing more than for us. But, you know, we got God and angels on our side. Who's trying Amen, to sister. temper down. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I think, and one of the things, uh, comments I heard in the Voices for, or, um, yeah, the um, River of Freedom documentary was, uh, you know, we didn't have a strategy like, you know, the police did. They came in, you know, armed with a strategy to, you know, break up the protest, which eventually they did. Um, but I think it had a great impact, um, you know, despite that. Um, but I think if, if protesters were to have any rules of engagement or a strategy, um, I think one of the number one things that, that everybody, sh and, you know, it, it's hard to organize officially, you know, 
mm-hmm. an organic movement like there are any kind of protest. But I think w- just a word of wisdom to all protesters is be mindful of provocateurs because yes. that's that's one of the number one tools that they use to create these disastrous um, protests or, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that the media can then use to say, you know, the, these idiots, um, you know, or don't know what they're doing. And Oh, look at are you, that is that footage. the trailer for? Uh, yeah, there's a trailer for those just listening on audio and don't have video. It just seen the trailer, the line of cars and the people waving from overpass. It gives me the chills. Oh, it, oh. Was, it was beautiful. You oh. got to see it. It was. Wow. Incredible. Oh, it is just I love that. Oh, Uh-oh. you got an I'm emergency getting a, uh, test of the emergency broadcast system. Is what it sounded like. Oh, we had one. We had one at midnight yesterday. You did. Oh yeah. Midnight. It's supposed to be but, one October fourth and October eleventh. October eleventh. Wow. wow. A couple of nights ago, yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah, so. And apparently, so, it's 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 a worldwide system that is being uh, tested. A worldwide system that's oh, being yeah. tested. It's not this. Not just the U.S. Canada. Yeah. Mexico. Yeah. And you know, I mean, I try very hard to look at all reasoning behind what we're seeing and i tried to always think that like testing an emergency alert system even one on a global scale is really a very smart thing to do it we would be irresponsible not to have something like that but because the world is the way it is and the craziness we don't we always think there's got to be something nefarious underneath of it but then again if they didn't test it would we be saying, how come they're not testing it? Are they just going to let bombs fall and we have no alarms go off? Because although then we think about the fires in Hawaii. Um, Those didn't go off. See. Okay. So, all right. So just, um, I wonder if John's ready yet. I can't tell if John's ready yet to come back on, if he's still getting no noise. Let's see. I hear him talking. Tell him to chat. <laughs> Shall I put him back in? Let's give it a give it a go. A shot. There we go. Are you? Is it over? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just so. Uh, in my case, uh, it was the Met Service severe wind warning for Canterbury. Oh, okay. Which we have been having some some kind of high winds. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it's a like a legitimate uh, reason. But the, a lot of times these um technologies in these systems are a trojan horse you know we're, we're sold them as as a public good but there's something wrapped inside of it that is um not for our benefit often well you know there has not been a single invention by humankind that somebody didn't figure out how to use in an evil way <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's what we do we're really right. good at it <laughs> Right. You know, and so we just, I think that just means that we all, and we learned during COVID, right? We cannot sit back and be complacent. We don't want to stop right. all technology going out or anything, but we have to be constantly vigilant for these people who want to hijack it to their own. Well, that that's exactly it. We can't be lazy. Um, we, we have to be, you know, actively involved, particularly mm-hmm. in, in our political system. And um, and holding corporations responsible as well. So funny. I, I 
you know, when I start going off about corporations and stuff, I start to sound like the old Democrats. <laughs> <laughs> and but yeah, I'd I'd be currently labeled as a far right wing extremist, you know, because well, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. tried as he was running for president as a Democrat, try to revive the ideas of the old. Yes. Yeah. Um, which party. I totally respect. Yeah. And, and, and the, they decided to find ways to cut him out. So there's no way he could even make it to the primary. So now he's right. running as an independent and it gives the, I'm not, the views expressed are just Bernadette's and we're just talking about systems here. Um, but yeah, it's, we need something new and we've never had an independent president right. and that party. And now both sides, it's probably the same with you, John, in New, New Zealand. If you vote anything other than the two main parties, everybody accuses you of swaying the vote to the other side. Right. And, and wasting, that yeah. wasting your vote. And that argument has prevented getting a really good, strong um, third party stepping away from the the main two from happening. It, it's, it's a fear vote. So yeah, much we right. do is based on fear. I want to go, I want to share, I can't believe how fast this hour is going here. We're getting down to the last few minutes. I want people to find your website. It's libertynow.com. Yes. And yes. yeah, that's, and so you have, how often do you have a podcast? Are you? Um, um, I'm shooting for weekly at the moment, um, I've got a, a couple, I can't talk about it right now, but I've got a couple projects going to help um, raise some funds so I can uh, get a little more uh, active on it and uh, a little more frequent, but mm -hmm. um, stand by and uh, stay tuned for that. Um, I've got a really exciting one uh, coming up before the elections. Cool. But um, yeah, anyway, it's, it's a weekly podcast and I'll typically uh, throw up some videos um on uh rumble and this one's got me curious you've got a podcast called the pharma industrial complex give us a little yeah. insight in, into the, what you talked about in that episode yeah so um talking about the um well back going back to the origins of the rockefellers and in their uh pursuit of endless pursuit of money without any conscience, <laughs> finding more uses for petroleum, learned that they could, um, th there were a lot of pharmaceutical applications for petroleum distillates. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they put a lot of money into um, campaigning to um, dismiss any natural remedies. And, and now we have what is uh, currently today, it's allopathic medicine. Mm -hmm. versus holistic medicine yes um and yeah you're well aware of all that i'm sure yeah. right that's our big war we've got um here in the states under children's health defense um it's kind of it hasn't fully launched yet but it's coming it's called reform pharma going to be some campaigns to address the systemic corruption of pharmacy pharma state. It's that integration of um, right. and our whole next hour is our own taxpayer dollars. We're going to be basically talking about a marketing meeting paid for by taxpayer dollars and who gets the billions. But, you know, right. we need to get rid of that. The lobby. And well, in, uh, in fact, that's that's one of the I think one of the key points they're talking about in the new speakership, isn't it? 
um, with uh, Jim Jim Jordan. Is it? Oh, there is Jim Jordan's the new speaker now. He oh, he is. Oh, yeah. I, I oh, was. Did, did that happen I today? I didn't hear the latest. Is it that did. a fact? Yes. Wow. I so didn't. how how optimistic are you for for him, Javier Bernadette? Not, not very. No. To be perfectly honest, Jim talks a good game. Um, yeah. But he's pretty close to. Um, he he's a little better than a rhino, but not by much. Yeah. Um, Jim Jordan's been able to capture a lot of uh, uh, a lot of uh, sway within the uh, Freedom Caucus in, in the House of Representatives, but yeah. just uh, we'll see because he's actually he might actually be more swayable. Uh, McCarthy was not. He was McCarthy was a rhino through and through, and oh, Jim yeah. Jordan at least. Um, uh, will be a little more transparent. And I know that many members of the different caucuses within the House of Representatives will require transparency, which was one of the biggest pushes push that they had. That's good. But, yeah. you know, as, as much as we need Congress to act and, and defund this, get rid of the tangles and the corruption there, it's really our public health agencies at yeah. all levels that are really just extensions of the pharmaceutical industry. Um, I'm less angry at Pfizer than I am the CDC and the FDA because they are supposed to be standing between us and, and um, protecting us with our taxpayer dollars. Um, yeah. Oh, we're down to just the last uh, 45 seconds probably about here, uh, John Bird. So okay. I'm going to give you the, the last words here. What are your last words for listeners today? Well, just to follow up your point about uh, the pharmaceutical industry, I highly recommend everybody read The Real uh, Dr. Fauci. The real it's Anthony Fauci. Yeah, yeah. You probably have it on your shelf. Oh, yeah. yeah. He has yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> and then just Read if that. you want to understand what's really going on in the, the world, mm -hmm. the, the pharmaceutical world in particular. Um, another major point I'd like to share with your audience uh, and mine as well is, is uh, we need to build our own resilient uh, communities and parallel economies. We can't re just rely completely on the government. Um, you know, we don't know how long it's going to be there or, or, you know, acting on our behalf as if it does very much anyway. Now, yes. um, I think it's going to be very important to connect with each other locally uh, for our own food security and taking inventory of skills and resources and um, seeing how we can work together on a small local level, micro gardening and all that. If you want to see Excellent. a good example of that voicesforfreedom.co.nz and freedomcells.org a couple good resources there okay we'll I'll post it all on my website oh we'll put it uh, we'll put all that in our newsletter john bird thank you so much you have a great saturday where you are yeah thank you <laughs> thanks for having me take care yeah. guys good to see you we're going to take a, a quick break uh, you've been listening to an informed life radio on 1150 mkknw and chd tv we'll be back in a bit and we're going to look at some interesting excess date report data report on washington state Thank you.